ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we're starting over, huh? We're starting yeah. over. Right, start start, start from street. the beginning of the pod. <laughs> Take two. The beginning of the pod starts now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Here, we just do this. Oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the producer lounge. Let's go. <laughs> My name is uh, Caleb's Manfield. This is David Talbot. And we have <laughs> Kyle with us today, a legend in the scene. Makes bangers. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. This is the Producer Lounge Podcast, brought to you by Always 400. I'm trying to do a Caleb impression of the intro. I don't remember what he says next, but we talk about music. We talk shop. We would have been doing it in the kitchen anyway, so we decided to do a podcast. Exactly. Yeah, share our knowledge, you know? And we're still learning. We're, we're, We're still on the road to discovery, figuring the shit out, you know? But I'm sure uh, we'll have a gym or two to oh, give yeah. you tonight. We got some good shit mm. to talk about today. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, always400.com. Check out the links. Um, there, there's the Instagram and Discord, uh, exclamation Discord in the chat if you would like to join our Discord. And, um, oh, no. Yeah. It's just a normal podcast opening. Nothing happened at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened for 20 yeah. minutes, but we're good. <laughs> you know. We're just doing... You're, watch- you're watching uh, it on YouTube. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want the good good, then show up for the Twitch stream, and you might just see us train wreck. <laughs> see how smooth yeah. this operation is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were saying it see earlier with the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were saying it earlier with the doubling, but... Kyle just has like this weird vibe he brings apparently where he makes mixers explode. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, for- I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I think there's been like one time on this podcast where I've come and something didn't go Something wrong. didn't oh, happen. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was there, had there to was be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely a third. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but something else. So funny. Yeah, the, I don't the, know. That one was like less extreme, but like something <laughs> just happened where like Caleb couldn't get like the cards to work or something. But I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, it happens when you uh, have one person kind of controlling the main mothership. Mm-hmm. Then you get a couple other people in there, and we can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The Jamie you know, left. It happens. We just had to. It happens, to, but we got to keep the ship. Floating, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. We're on a trip. <laughs> we're on a journey. <laughs> Caleb threw us some uh, lifeboats, but we were we we're still drowning a little bit. <laughs> but we're above water now. Well, we made it. Welcome to the show, Kyle. One of Thanks. our favorites. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are my. Favorite. I mean, hands down. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, guys. What have you been up to? Yeah, Any, what uh, fun new do? tricks. Yeah, for either of you, man. Yeah, I've been um, I've been in like mixing hell for like a month and a half right <laughs> now, working on a couple tracks, mixing and mastering hell. But it, it hasn't been that. It's been like it's been. A, I've been learning stuff. It's been it's been good. Um, nice. One thing that we talked briefly a little bit about earlier, but um, I have discovered the the magic of putting clipping specifically multi-band clipping on your master when you're mastering mm. tracks um man, so like i got a drum and bass track that i'm working on and uh i've been, I've been like really i was really trying to push the lot because drum and bass tracks are loud as hell there's like i was looking at a teddy killers track that came out recently it was 
like the drop sections were at like one and a half to two and a half lefts. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, it's crazy loud. Oh um, my god, so I think, ridiculous. Yeah, right. Yeah. It still sounds good, which I think is sure. impressive. But also, yeah. it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, what are we doing here? Yeah, we, we're not stopping until we get to zero. Is that is that mm-hmm. how it's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can actually go positive. <laughs> we want to go positive. Oh, we, really? We figured out on the podcast one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. wow. Does Twenty it years sound from now, good still. Oh, no. No, No, it was horrible. (laughs) Okay. Some kid out there who's like 12 learning to produce now, though, is going to get it to like positive five and sound clean, though. Totally, right? It's the future. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be some meticulous work right there. Oh, my God, yeah. 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 You got to have a lot of things. Basically, if you want to have something like hitting like high lefts like that or low or whatever, I don't know how it works. High low. Mm. If you want it to be loud as shit, you need to have like all the frequencies happening all at the same time right. at like full volume. Yeah. Basically. Totally. As many frequencies as possible hitting yeah. zero. I think the, certain, the way I don't know exactly how it's calculated. I think the way that LUFs work is that like certain frequencies basically matter more than others. Yeah. I, I've heard it's like higher range stuff too, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I want I'm curious to read more about that. But yeah, because yeah, no I know Heather. RMS is just like like it doesn't take that into effect. Blanket loudness. Yeah. yeah. But loves it's a little more complex. Right, right. Um then there's also like um like the short term luffs where it's just like your mm-hmm. sound is super loud here. But then there's like the overtime kind of luffs where the average or whatever. Right. Which I guess is what we're all focusing on. It is the average we're trying to get yeah. You know, consistent. Yeah. I usually look at short. You look yeah. at both? No. So wait, that's so short. Just like short. the the huh. Yeah, the short term. Mm-hmm. There's like the integrated, which is like the full. Yeah, thing. integrated. I don't care. And yeah, yeah, I never look yeah. at that either. I look at the short term too. Really yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. I always thought the 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 long term or I'm, what integrated was more important. But why do you guys do short term? I I like to do short term because I because I like to do it by song section basically, and so I'll look at my drop section and I want to be like, okay, this should be the loudest, most intense part. Right. And so, mm, like, okay. I only look at the short term for that section, and then I'll look at the short term separately for the breakdowns or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because I want the dynamics of that to be different from the drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do the integration in my own head. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Like, okay, the drop is hitting at negative eight to negative six. Yeah. You know, like a big bass sound hits with like some. A loud high end thing at the same time. All of a sudden, it goes up, goes down to like negative six or negative five or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of like the loud point. Mm -hmm. And that's what I assume is like this is kind of where I'm hitting at. And you know, any kind of dynamic scenario after that might make it Mm -hmm. a little less loud. But in the loud portions of the loud section, I want it to be yeah smashing pretty good. Although. I'm just looking for, like, negative eight, usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe negative six. I think looking at integrated is actually useful if you want to mix and master specifically for streaming services. Mm. Because then I imagine, because I think the way Spotify and all that stuff works is they just take, the, they look at the integrated loudness, and then they just bring it all down to, like, negative 14 or something. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of want... And that, if you want your tracks to be louder, because everyone thinks louder is better, everyone perceives it that way... Um, and us professionals included, mm-hmm. um, 
you want like your drop sections to be like as loud as possible and then your other parts to be like as quiet as possible i imagine so then your overall average still isn't super loud even though you have these sections that are super loud mm, so then yeah. i imagine yeah. that might yeah. be the technique i've never tried it i don't know it's interesting i think i think it doesn't matter <laughs> I think you yeah. should make it as loud as you want to make it. You like, have to mix for the Spotify loves analyzer, fuck, dude. Fuck the Spotify, <laughs> like fuck the YouTube algorithm. But all they do is turn it down. It's yeah. not like so. The argument that was uh, traditionally made around this idea is like a radio station. If uh, a song was too loud, it would get limited. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it would actually yeah. affect the way the sound, the song sounds. Mm. And that's why people said like radio loudness mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. But because they were getting an extra limit from the radio station mm. and each radio station would have their own like limiting like chain, uh, to make that happen. Whereas now it, with like a Spotify, if you mix your shit to negative four luffs, um, and all those drum and bass tracks you're listening to are mixed to that or whatever, mm-hmm. they just get turned down. It's just a volume down. And right. personally, I turned I turned the volume thing off on Spotify. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you go to settings, turn off auto level, oh, wow. and then it's it's a great time. <laughs> because then when it, yeah, you're you're on random, all of a sudden you're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, this song is so much louder than the right. last song." Oh, I need and to I'm try always that. like, "Yes, yeah, this one knows." <laughs> we we had that the other day. I was uh, yeah. I was showing you guys a Oizo. a Mr. Oizo tune, and then it was uh oh no, it was what's that guy's name? He's gonna be here soon. Um. Uh, Bugatti. What was that? Oh, Tiga. So okay, it's Tiga yeah. Bugatti. Yeah. And then I played that song, which is a sick ass song. And then I played uh, the remix by Boys Noise, and it was like <laughs> the Boys Noise one was so much louder. It like yeah. came on. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. Okay, Boys <laughs> Noise. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The guy knows how to make them loud. <laughs> right. I guess even yeah. even in 2014. <laughs> yeah crazy right. it's pushing it but like i don't think it matters a whole that like the other argument for what you were saying is if the integrated loudness is um uh if the integrated loudness is showing at let's say negative eight and it w- it wants to auto level it to negative 14 um, and then another tune's loudness is integrated at negative 14, then your song is going to be quieter when it gets turned down to negative mm. 14. Mm. And then, right. uh, so then the one that is at negative 14 is going to be more dynamic right. and therefore be kind of sounding louder. Which I think does make sense. <laughs> mm. I don't even know if I'm explaining it very no, well. It does make sense because certain parts yeah. of the song are actually louder than any parts of the right. song that's a higher luffs or right. lower whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, luffs. exactly. Yeah. So in that case, like now, mm. now we're limiting things different mm. for Spotify, which is interesting. You got to right. like do a separate 
master specifically for Spotify where you don't smash all your shit as hard. Do you actually do that? No. No, I don't do it either. Fuck no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nah. I just mix for I don't live even settings. put my shit on Spotify, it. really. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no one's listening to that shit unless you're <laughs> on a fucking label. Right. Uh, or you're shooting at the playlists or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try and get mm-hmm. them to play your stuff. Totally. Uh, I'm bitter. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> as far as like getting um, found on Spotify or whatever, it's it's like basically impossible. You have to be like a huge top tier totally. artist with a following or you release on a record <laughs> label. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is one thing that I do mm-hmm. like about like SoundCloud and even like TikTok is like yeah. they make smaller artists pop off. And yeah. there's an algorithm to the fucking to the sky. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. 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 It can be hard. You, you you definitely need somewhere else to be drawing uh the listeners. Mm. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if Spotify did that, like where they were just like, we're gonna really like push all the random music, but I'm sure yeah. The majority of it's so Yeah, there's bad. probably so it's, much. They've probably really thought about like, that. Yeah. How hard would it be to find the good ones in yeah. the sea of dog shit that is on <laughs> right. Spotify? Yeah. Well, man, you I know? love I love SoundCloud. <laughs> I feel like people shit on SoundCloud all the time. I'd still love SoundCloud mm. because you you follow yeah. people and you get the stream and it's like right. it's great. You follow people who you like their music tastes and so even if they're sharing stuff that's not their music, chances are you're going to dig it because they like it. And it's like it's great. I found so many awesome songs that I had no idea who the artists were from SoundCloud just from following okay. people and looking at my like my feed there. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. That's interesting. That's yeah. one thing I like. I never do either because yeah, I, I listen done to much either. Right. Mm, I listen yeah. to most of my music on Spotify or just like mm. recommendations from the homies. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, SoundCloud is probably great for that. Maybe I should I should totally. do that more and check that out. Yeah, and literally, like go find an artist that you like and then. Look, you can look at their profile and look at the songs that they've liked. Oh, and that's the move. Yeah, there's yeah. so many the great songs. Yeah. Like I went to like I was doing that with Copycat's profile like a while, like a year ago, and okay. there's so much awesome stuff that he was liking in there. And man, like it's it's great to just that's find cool. new stuff from people who have who have good tastes. Subjective, you like their taste, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about Spotify a little bit recently because we mm. we released our Party B mix on Audius, mm-hmm. um, just specifically to be annoying to everybody. But um, <laughs> some people, t- I'm, <laughs> you're not the I'm, only ones, right? Exactly. <laughs> like we we know that we're in it for the long game anyway, so we don't really care a whole lot. We're not trying to drum up a bunch of traffic. Like I. I share the thing on my Instagram. Like, there's no one there. I yeah, <laughs> 500 followers on Instagram. It's not that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have been thinking about throwing shit up on Spotify or SoundCloud. I mean, because mm. there is just more people there. Yeah, it does make a good amount of sense to do shit on Spotify or yeah. SoundCloud. SoundCloud, at least SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna do it, I think promoters and shit will like it better if they see a Spotify or SoundCloud link. I cannot. (laughs) I cannot get SoundCloud right. (laughs) They had to choose a name that was close enough to SoundCloud. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But see, that that is one thing about um, just getting attention to your Audius account now. Uh, This is just my belief, but I think Audius is going to be like one of the big three 
in, you know, I don't know how much time, but in the future, I just imagine like that side being as big as SoundCloud mm. and Spotify, you know, it's possible. Mm. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. But I could also eat shit. I could also just eat shit <laughs> and, and die. Yeah. It's it's uh it's crypto just fucking goes completely down. It's already right? gone completely. I mean, down. yeah, crypto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all at? the rest of the crypto. <laughs> yeah, do the crypto dip. Actually, I don't need to look at this right now, but it's a crypto where, podcast. Oh, where right? is it at? Yeah, I'm, I'm so curious. I haven't checked in months. Oh, it's terrible. Is it? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I looked in the last couple months. And it was really, really bad. Dude, I should have yeah. sold when we uh, when we first Ooh. found out. You should have. <laughs> yeah. Rough. Yeah. At a, at a certain yeah. point, I had. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter. I had a, a good amount of money, and then I was like, "Now nah, I'm going to ride it out and wait." And yeah. It's only. Yeah. Just, it's just continuing. It, yeah. Oh, it was at like four dollars, and now it's at like thirty cents or something. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I you might as well um, ride it out at that point. Yeah. At this point, well, yeah. It's it either gone. goes to zero, and I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Money, yeah. I, I didn't even put money into it. I got all the coin for free from like being oh, nice. a, uh early, early adopter. Early yeah. adopter, yeah. Sweet. So I, I have no loss yeah. from it. I think oh. we have one. Yeah, you have one. <laughs> We've been awarded one Audius. Yeah. So they've given us 30 cents. So <laughs> oh, thanks, Audius. Actually, a cool thing Audius mm. did start doing recently is um, people with audio coin that are like just the listeners can tip the artist. Oh. With mm. the coin, oh, they can that's literally. Cool. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. That's how fuck it should be, right? right? Right. I got, I got a, I got a tip the other day, and I was like, wait, what? This dude just yeah. sent me like one little coin, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you fucking that's legend. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For no reason, yeah. this dude awesome. found me, but that is really cool, man. That's a sick idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish, Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple Music and stuff started doing stuff like that because it would make man, way more they pay sense. Such shit. To yeah. artists. Like yeah. you have to be making so many plays regularly to get mm-hmm. even get a paycheck from them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like I mean, I guess they would rather the money just go to them because they're a big company. But sure. yeah. that'd be really cool if you could just tip them directly through the platform. Yeah. Love. Or even like if I don't I guess I don't know exactly how their payout system works, but I imagine they just take all the cumulative money and then send it out based on like streams every month or whatever. Mm. But if it if they took your like twelve dollars subscription and only sent it to the artist you listened to that month, mm. like that would help out every single artist. And the artists you listen to more get a little bit more yeah. instead of just like that one extra stream that's worth like what is it point right. zero zero three cents? Yeah, Maybe they'd yeah. get point zero one. <laughs> Right. A little, a little bit more because yeah. you like them a lot. Like totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping I was gonna get a paycheck from Spotify because I did release on a, like a small label, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, okay, maybe I'll actually see some money from this. And I did, but it was literally just from people who bought it on camp- Bandcamp. Oh, right. Still, really? absolutely nothing from any streaming platform. Really? Yeah. Damn. And like, I mean, it's not like a huge release, but like, it still got like more plays than I've ever gotten for anything else. Hell yeah, that's so, sick though. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't get... Yeah, I don't know. It's not wow. a good deal. <laughs> Either that yeah. or the label's pulling a fast one on you. <laughs> no, <laughs> calling mean, you out label. Yeah. Uh, no, just, nah, they're cool. Yeah, yeah I'm no. Sure, I'm sure I mean, cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis, who uh, streams on Twitch right after us, Usually, I don't know if he's doing it today or not, mm-hmm. but um, he said that he makes far more money from Twitch than he makes from his like actual releases. Mm. Wow. He releases on labels all that. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, yeah, he has shit tons big. of. 
yeah. releases. Yeah, oh, yeah, he he was he had a Anjuna had eyes on him, and they did something with him. Not on the, like really? their main one, but on their like whatever, yeah, like, like, the like a under yeah. whatever Anjuna. is. Yeah, <laughs> something Anjuna M. It's, it's just a completely different label that's underneath Anjuna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's like a feeder label. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, got, you got some plays from that for sure. Yeah. But like that, that's insane. Fucking Twitch. Good for him. Yeah. Also, he's he's been consistent. He he started that like around the same time we started the podcast or something, right? And yeah. he's just been going at it every week. Yeah. yeah. I remember him okay. saying he he like he likes doing that more than actual sets sometimes now because really? he can just go for like three hours and he got used to doing that during COVID mm. and so then when he does a normal set at like a club or right. something he has right. to stay, like cut it down to an like, hour. Oh, now I only like, have an hour to play trance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like by the time I got you in a trance, I got to pass it off to the next guy who's gonna give you a bunch of dog shit. <laughs> he played like no, six sure songs. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's trance. <laughs> we got an hour, six songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ten minutes each. Let's go. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Shout no, out to like no, I think it's like more yeah. like 30. <laughs> six. Yeah. An hour? Not 30, no way. Mm-hmm. 30, two minutes a song? I think he said something like that to me the other day. Man, really? He's okay. Past then. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, just cruising between them. Yeah. He's doing yeah. as fast as the, or maybe not as fast. I don't remember. I think Virtual Riot said he'll go through thirty, or no, maybe he said sixty in an hour, Damn. or thirty. I can't remember. I mean, if we're talking about dubstep, yeah. Well, yeah, they like double <laughs> drop. And yeah, stuff, you're just like, double drop. They'll just yeah. go build, move, drop, build, move, drop, build, move, drop. Move, yeah, move. there's no breakdowns the whole set. It's it, just... it is an interesting <laughs> argument to have. It's yeah. like, do you go long or you go short? Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I've been going to a lot of house shows recently, local mm-hmm. people and um, whoever's playing after them. Mm-hmm. And I tend to feel like people go too long on their tunes. I just yeah. am kind of like, really? Yeah. I could be good with the next song happening already by right. now. Interesting. And then I, I'm hearing another drop again that I just heard. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. You right. know, I get that you just teased like the next one within the breakdown mm-hmm. or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Hinted happening. at it, yeah. But like, just move on. I kind of want the next one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I I totally Especially agree. Especially in house yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just the same the whole yeah, time. Yeah, all the songs are. Mm. There's much less variation song yeah. to song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least in like a like a drum and bass tune or something. Like the the second <laughs> drops likely to fucking yeah destroy again in right. a new way mm-hmm. yeah you'll have you like know? a different drum pattern or yeah they get they get a little more fun with it or something. i feel like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i like a ganja yeah. white knight's uh view on this is that they'll do the quick change like switch up kind of thing mm-hmm. uh but they also said like consistently in in their uh sets they'll they'll take like a full minute and a half to just do an intro slowly, do the build slow, and they'll play songs specifically where they have like these really long, epic fucking intros that are building mm-hmm. just to change the energy. You know, it's like yeah. the palate cleanser kind of thing we always talk about. Yeah. And I think that that is necessary. And I'm sure it's not overlooked. Like I've, I've only been to like literally like one dubstep show and a handful of other bass shows and like mm-hmm. house shows and whatever, you know, I don't, I don't know how people are actually doing it, but mm-hmm. right. seems like people are just sending it so hard, so fast. Like they'll do. Yeah. I watch a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but I've watched a few of the like Lost Lands live streams, hmm. and it seems like every dubstep guy they'll have some like sick intro that's like you know takes a minute or two minutes, 
or whatever to drag it out. And then it's just fucking railing you <laughs> the entire time after that. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when the breakdown happens, they're starting the next tune like halfway through the build. They're like, Yeah. And go. Yeah. <laughs> and the weirdest okay. part is like the crowd loves it. Yeah. Like, I mean the it works. Crowd That's what, fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going yeah. every single song. Like everyone's headbanging as hard as they fucking can. But right. maybe it's just like the the artist and us and the producers and us that are just like yeah. ear break, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like change it up a little. <laughs> just mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I love that when people control the energy more live. Yeah. And, like, they have the Same. really intense section and that for, like, 15 minutes, but then they kind of move on to something else, mm-hmm. and then they move on to something else after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love those kinds of sets. Yeah, the middle point's the spot. It's for- not fast, it's not slow. It's yeah. sometimes fast, sometimes slow. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And, and you, like, understand, like, okay, I have an hour to do this mm. i will start probably a little bit aggressive and then have it like break for a second with a little bit of a kind of slower feed and then bring it back again mm. mm-hmm. and maybe give you another slower w- section and then bring it back again and then have it in a place where the next dj can come in and not just like train wreck because you're playing an absolute banger right before they right. play yeah yeah or whatever yeah. you know totally like, it's a you gotta be cognizant of that shit. Yeah, I, I like to take the same mentality that I have to writing a song as mm-hmm. I do to making like a DJ set. So like when you're making a song, you're not just yeah. have the whole song be a drop arrangement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you have you have like your certain like phrase, the section for a measure, and then you switch up the next section a little bit to progress, and then you have the breakdown or whatever. And it's the same. I feel like. The flow of energy applies exactly the same way with a live set. Yeah. No. I agree. Dude, 100%. Yeah. There is a time and place to, like, fucking send it. But at the same time, it's like, we're so aware of the ear breaks just because, you know, we make the music (laughs) and everything. But it's like a natural thing to be like, okay, let's just... Yeah, Dave, you said one time... um, uh, we were talking about like sub drops or something and breakdowns, and we were just talking about the sub drop is nice because like it pulls the frequency down, and you get this huge thing for a sec, and then usually there's a break after, and then like all all the air in the room settles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember that was like a moment that clicked for me. Like, of course, like we all know that like sound needs air to travel, but I never like thought about it like being still after something. And it's like we mm. we need that moment of just like yeah yeah. It's what we say all the time about the sub bass yeah. in everybody's tunes. There's totally. no space yeah. for yeah. this it to go away for a second so it can come back. Right. Yeah. And then it's just blah in the fucking yeah. club. And you're like, <laughs> Dude, I don't yeah. even know what the groove is here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I saw I don't I don't know who said it or wrote it or whatever, but I saw one time that like the space between notes matters more than the notes themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I classic. That's yeah. super. That's such a great way to put it. It's it's the same concept for yeah. for energy or sub bass or whatever. It's like you need nothing to make something hit more. Yeah, like it it means more when you have that contrast. Yeah, yeah. silence is a note. Yeah. yeah, I mixed a tune for some homies the other day, and the sub. Mm. I just realized at one point, I was like, there's just no space between these sub notes. I now have to mm. <laughs> pull the 
midway points between each of these sub notes out. <laughs> and then it was just five minute track and cut back down and cut mm. back down. Next note, <laughs> cut back down. Next note, yeah. cut back down. And it's house music, so it's just sub the whole time. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it took me like 45 minutes to do. Yeah. It's so tedious. Yeah. I'm fast, guys. <laughs> it took me yeah. 45 minutes. It's yeah. going to take you two hours. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm, I'm up in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that shit's annoying. But right. the, it bounced so much harder after. Mm. Yeah. It was like night yeah. and day. Just that little bit. So you didn't even take like that much. You just took like enough to be like, here's a space and a breathing room. No, yeah. The it was like the waveform was like sub and then a little bit of like the releaseness <laughs> happening, which I'm assuming is like there was a very small amount of leftover release before the next note hit mm-hmm. and then it got limited or smashed or in some way it got compressed mm-hmm. or something and then that just brings that up louder and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's uh destroying your um what is it what do you call that shit the transients uh, headroom headroom there you go yeah. yeah there you go yeah. yeah it doesn't get a chance to go back down mm-hmm. yeah, when yeah it should right um, I think that's a really common beginner seven. mistake. Speaking for myself, that's exactly <sighs> so, how I used to write music. Same. All right. Um, trying to hold it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how yeah. I used to write music. I was like, man, I'm going to give them all the bass the, mm-hmm. all the time, and mm-hmm. that's going to make it more intense. And yeah, because that's what you like when you're at the club. Yeah, you're exactly. You're like, oh, look, it something hits me right. in the chest. Yeah, it, yeah, and that is yeah. like, and then, but then when it's like, three four minutes straight of that it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't hit the same way yeah like the classic dubstep producer who's yeah. new it's just <laughs> through the whole drop yeah. it's just one hey, that was me that was me note. totally yeah 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 so many of my friends sometimes that but was, it was that. all continuous. yeah exactly yeah like, <laughs> as little space between these big sub notes <laughs> yeah yeah and it gets it gets fatiguing i think <laughs> But Caleb says small bladder. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, so yeah. I derailed us mm. on this uh, limiting luffs for SoundCloud because we were going to talk about clipping. Yeah. Right? We should talk about the clipping. Yeah. Because yeah. we on the show, for all the people that actually listen to us, uh, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> and I want to hear it from your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds we talked about it a little bit earlier. It sounds mm-hmm. like I have recently just discovered what you all have been like <laughs> Caleb and I specifically for. have been grinding on this. Yeah. And trying to hammer it into all of the listeners' ears. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll so, hammer it in some more. Yeah. Um so yeah, like the I yeah, I've been working on mixing and mastering a couple songs recently and I've been really trying to like challenge myself to try and get it as loud as I can to compare it to like real professional stuff. Like I'm comparing it to like noisier and like top tier stuff. Um, and, but like still like trying to get it as close as I can to that loudness without it like degrading the sound quality. Right. Um, and I was like kind of getting a little bit close, but like I couldn't quite get it right. And then I, I kind of 
one thing that I had started doing a few months ago is starting to clip my drum bus, specifically, definitely the kick and snare, sometimes the whole bus. Mm-hmm. Um, clipping with like a soft clipper or a hard clipper plug-in. I think there's confusion confusion with clipping too, because some like the old totally. school definition of clipping is when you're driving the track in your DAW or like the soundboard in the analog days too loud, and then you're getting the clipping from doing that. Um, but then, like through analog gear, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So and that's like, just saturation at that point. It right. is clipping it. Yeah, too. it is. Yeah, like that. I'm pretty sure that's what clipping is originally. Like that's what right. clipping was known You're to be. You're clipping mm-hmm. the. Mm-hmm. It can't go louder than this, so you just push it past that point, and then yeah. it just and it just distorts it, it off. Yeah, it's distortion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at um, that point. Yeah, and then that's why there's like from the analog days, everyone would be like, "Oh, don't." Never, never get your push your channels into the red, which doesn't right. really matter anymore in the digital. The space. old negative six gain uh, <laughs> yeah. staging situation that everybody hears when they're searching around on YouTube. Yeah, totally. The fucking confusing ass thing when you're <laughs> on YouTube and you're trying to learn and you're like, right. what is this negative six bullshit? Right. Yeah, I was so then, confused about that when mean? I was getting started. Man, there's always like yeah. five people too being like, this doesn't matter. <laughs> 32 floating point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Man, I remember I used to, in my like early days of just starting to producing, I would like, Mm -hmm. I would frequent the, the R EDM production subreddit a lot. And this would happen like weekly on that subreddit (laughs) where someone would be talking about like, you must have negative six. (laughs) Just the nerd battles. There's like one like (laughs) software developer for, as their day job commenting like, no, it's 32 bit floating point it does like not you matter. don't you can push it so far into the red <laughs> and it's fine um, yeah and then they'll just get like downvoted and then the same thing happens the next week it just oscillates between that and side chain <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like right. god totally Why we're, is we're that gonna still... do we're gonna do a side chain episode one of these days yeah. we're we just we I, want to yeah. tackle it in a comprehensive fashion yeah mm. and we have not set it up yet yeah. but we're gonna teach you guys that shit and you're gonna know because we know Forward what we're talking scalper. about when it yeah. comes to sidechain <laughs> yep yep we'll get there we have yeah. we have done laps around the subject mm-hmm. on our own time so yeah mm-hmm. but anyway okay yeah continue yeah so and so that's like the classical clipping mm-hmm. where it came from but then now you have like clipping plugins that you that you use it for like distortion and so like I don't know. For anyone who doesn't know, the way it clipping works is like you, um, it's when it's kind of like limiting, except like there's a threshold. You can think of it as having a threshold. Um, mm-hmm. And then anything above that threshold, instead of pushing it down the way you would with a, with a limiter or a compressor, it literally just chops it off. Yep. Like with hard clipping, it's literally just a straight line. It's just gone. It deletes yeah. it basically. So if you push a sine wave into a clipper, it will turn it into a square wave. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and it that's just what the gives it a haircut. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then, a little scalp. And then soft clipping is the same thing, except instead of a straight line, it's like a kind of like a rounded line. It's it's like it's kind mm-hmm. of like a compressor, how a compressor is to a limiter. Hard clipping mm-hmm. is limiting. Soft clipping is compression. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The analogs. That's kind of that. nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of nice. Kind of yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, anyways, so I, w- I normally will clip my drums because I think clipping is a really nice way to, um, get your sounds louder and still like 
preserve a lot of transients. So if you push your drums, for example, too hard into a limiter, it's get your it's gonna try and like preserve the peaks while also making mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. quieter, and it's just doing a lot more. Yeah, and that can cause like more distortion, and it's just complicated, and it's it's difficult. And so if you push it too hard into a limiter, you're gonna it's gonna be weird. But then with a clipper, I mean, it'll distort if you push it too hard into a clipper too. But it's not doing all that extra stuff. It's just chopping it off. And so you really preserve those peaks, I've found. And so it's great to clip on your drums in controlled amounts. Unless you want to distort the crap out of your drums. Then just throw it throw it on yeah. and go crazy. Yeah. Well, um, it sounds a little bit more like real life is what it does. Yeah. Like if you, if you bl- plug a uh, guitar into an amplifier, you know, you got a tube amp. And you throw the guitar in there. The classic thing to do is you turn that fucking amp up like a motherfucker, mm. and it's annoying. And that, and then the the guy behind the mixing desk is like, "Turn your amp down." <laughs> it's like, get a fucking like speaker cabinet so I can put this thing in it so it stays quiet, but I can still turn it up because it doesn't sound as good if I turn the amp down. Yeah, it's yeah, not right. getting clipped. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you want that shit to get clipped. You want right. it to sound like. We're all trying to make, like, there's the argument, analog versus digital. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get an analog sound out of digital. Clipping is the answer mm-hmm. to that thing. Yeah. yeah. And it makes things more cohesive. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if everything's getting, if you have your whole drum bus getting clipped a little bit, you know, maybe there's some techniques mm-hmm. we can talk mm-hmm. about. But yeah. you get your whole drum bus getting clipped. Everything is getting the same little saucy touch at the end. Mm. Yeah. And it makes it all sound like one thing instead of a fucking shit fucking <laughs> cowbell sample <laughs> next to some <laughs> random fucking, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm trying to think of <laughs> some horrible I, sound. Uh, actual reference, but I'm high. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, all no, that, all that instance coming your way. Yeah, right? You're high on... um. Not Champa. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, um, that actually. Very good. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, I think also when you're clipping your drum buzz or clipping anything, I think it's important to also uh, maintain some transients going into that clipping because yeah. the clipping will be rem- chopping off the loudest things, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And so if you're already squashing your drums going into that, it's it's not going to have as much to clip in a in a more subtle way, you're either going to have to clip a, a ton or not at all, where if you still have a lot of transients, you can just clip off those peaks. And in my opinion, it sounds really nice. Yeah. Um, and so I normally do that with my drums. And then recently I was like, what if I just clip my master and see yeah. how that goes? And, and it's, let's go. It's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that the secret to get it? <laughs> Woo, clip the, the master, master, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah and Break um, the rules. yeah and so i was like and and so when i'm saying clipping the master i'm saying using a clipping plugin on the master and not not just making shoving sure into everything's the... going into the red and then bouncing the audio i actually wouldn't recommend doing that yeah don't do that but um <laughs> that, that's uh, the one channel note. that you don't want going into the red virtual virtual right actually did that intentionally once really i don't remember why because I, I saw the video and oh, i was for like sure yeah, <laughs> he intentionally he it's went plus that, sixteen baby. into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just said yellow. Maybe that goes back to the thirty-two bit shit. You could do it. Or I mean, whatever. You, you, kind you of do it right. He's yeah, super do it right. Like, he knew. Yeah, he, knew he, what he, he probably doing. knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. For sure. Um, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard similar or things not. about people. Why <laughs> it just sounded nice, you know? Yeah. If you do it and it sounds nice, then who gives a fuck? If it sounds right. good, it Game is Game over. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, and so that's the approach that I'm taking for like, all right, normally I'm scared to throw a clipping onto my master, but then I was like, all right, let's just see how it sounds. Because conceptually, it would make sense knowing how it behaves on my drums. If I did the same thing with my master, it could get everything louder. And as long as I'm not distorting it too much with the clipping then it's it's going to sound good and louder. And then the limiter that I have after it isn't working as hard. So if I really want to, I could push it even harder into the limiter um, without getting distortion from that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's it works. It, I think it works. It works in controlled amounts. You have to make sure you know what you're doing. Um, I also noticed doing it with single band clipping is not great with uh Here we go. with sub bass let's go sub bass heavy stuff because your sub i like you don't you don't really you don't want to clip your sub because that's no. gonna be waste more susceptible you want it to be round yeah exactly the uh, yeah you, you don't want, want to haircut your sub to be really prominent <laughs> yeah yeah and then that's gonna distort the whole rest of the track because it's on the master um and so you can get multi-band com- uh, clipping plugins. I, I was I hadn't even heard of them. Yeah, I never thought I needed. I mean, Saturn them. does it. Saturn. Oh no! Sh- damn, I didn't yeah. even um, have to get. There's a multi-band Melda. Yeah, M Wave Shaper yeah. multi-band. That's the Melda has a yeah. Wave Shaper. That's a multi-band one. Yeah. I was googling um, it. I found there's one. It's like kind of a I don't know. The 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 plugin has some quirks to that it that you're using. But multi-band yeah, baby. It's, it's called uh, K Clip. Kazrog K Clip Three K Clip, um, and that's what I was trying to use. Apparently, and the reason, one of the reasons I picked that one is because I found a video from uh, what was his name, Dave P- Posano or Pensado. P- Pensado, yeah, yep. he's like a Grammy award winning yeah. yeah. producer. Come on the podcast, been, Dave. Dude, he's the kind of <laughs> we dude want you on the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we bring us on that. yours. Right. <laughs> We're there. Yeah, We're well, there, baby. We'll teach you how to dubstep. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> But yeah, he was walking through a <laughs> YouTube would love video it. I found where he was using that K Clip plugin. Okay. So I was like, all right, if he's using it, it's probably safe for my yeah. master. Yeah, he's using it on his pop music. <laughs> I'll go for it. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. And um, but it's and mm-hmm. so I think when you're clipping your master for loudness but also clarity, um, doing it in multiband with a multiband plugin like that, it's super important because then you can basically bypass the sub leave that alone and then clip the other stuff that isn't as susceptible yep. to audible or or i don't know unpleasant distortion mm-hmm. and then and then yeah it just t- trims off those peaks in a more safe way and then you throw it into your limiter the limiter isn't working as hard so that's not distorting stuff as much also and bam you got a loud ass track yeah yeah you got a loud ass track yeah, yeah. tight yeah, we've talked yeah. about it before, um, and I was telling you about this earlier. So, grab yourself a multiband clipper. Do it however you want to fucking do it. Uh, get mm-hmm. an M wave shaper. Put it in a multiband uh, group. Uh, what do they call them in Ableton? Is it a group? Multiband. I I don't. I was I don't reading his thing. Rack. Plug-in. Rack. Okay. Yeah. Right. You you build yourself a multiband rack. Yeah. If, if you're in Bitwig, like I am, obviously. Then you just throw the multi-band little thing on there, and then mm-hmm. you throw it on your highs. Mm-hmm. And you choose the highs that you want. And then when you do, you pull the threshold mm-hmm. on your clipper 
down to where it starts to touch the highs. It starts to touch them. And you're like, okay, now it's hitting the highs. Now, just drive that wave shaper mm-hmm. or that clipper until it's cutting up the tops of all those highs off a little bit more. All of a sudden, same volume of high end, mm. but they're all so much louder. Mm-hmm. You can usually push like a thousand and up. You can usually push like eight dB. Mm. 10 dB, 12 dB. Like, (laughs) you can really fucking smash on some high end. Before you actually start to hear it fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And it makes sense, though, because, yeah, uh, saturation, distortion, clipping. Like, you can hard clip. You can hard clip at that level. You know, soft clip. If, like, maybe my my mid range is going to get a little bit of a softer clip Mm. and it's not going to be pushed as hard. And then the low end. We'll see. Maybe I want to. <laughs> maybe I want to clip it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. every once in a while, yeah. you can still get away with clipping the low end a little yeah. bit, especially with soft clipping. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. whatever you clip when you clip like an, especially if you're doing multiband clipping, you're doing mm. an area, you clip it, it provides you new harmonics going upwards from that point, based on the harmonics that you're clipping. So mm-hmm. if you want to get a little bit more harmonics based on that section. Like, if it's a thing that you want to be accented a little bit more, mm. you could clip it a little bit more, and you'll hear it all the way up the frequency spectrum from that point. Yeah. Mm. You know? So, uh, giving you guys a little tip from Restraints Mind, uh, the the way he makes a lot of his basses, and I'm sure you do, and I'm sure you do, and I'm sure we all do at this point, is <laughs> he'll play with, like, the first, typically, mm-hmm. like, three harmonics of mm. his bass sound. Right. Up to, like, five, up to seven, you know. But, like, mm-hmm. the first three have the biggest impact. Yeah. And he'll take an EQ into his saturators and clippers mm-hmm. and distortion units and whatever. And if you boost, let's say, the third harmonic, it changes everything, like you were just saying, totally. upwards based off the third harmonic. Compared mm-hmm. to, like, if you sweeped it over a little bit, go to the second harmonic, you get a completely different tone. Right. And he yeah. uses that to his advantage. And Noisia uses that to advantage. Totally. Yeah, this I, legend I, I here uses that. it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And that's also exactly why you want the multiband clipping on the master, because then you're going to be distorting those lower harmonic harmonics and it's going to be affecting the rest of it in the same way mm-hmm. where that you want it when you're designing a sick bass sound, but mm-hmm. you don't want that when you're mastering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the master, you got to be a little more... Just tender with all <laughs> the little moments. Yeah, yeah. Sound design uh, is like you you break all the rules yeah. in that stage, yeah. and that. But then mastering, you, it's definitely you want to be more careful, dude. Yeah, that was the most freeing thing when I finally realized, like, in the sound design stage, it doesn't matter what the fuck you do mm. with your EQ and peaks and valleys with distortion and whatever. Like, it's literally like free game. Anything goes mm. because you're doing it's for the sake of the sound design. But then you got to put on your mixing cap and be like, okay, how do we actually make this work? How do we tighten it up, clean it up? How does it work in the master? How does it work with everything else? But mm. yeah, that was that was the most freeing thing when I realized you could just send it <laughs> as yeah. hard as you want yeah. in the sound design stage. Same. I love that. I yeah. was like, I'm throwing reverbs on myself. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. phasing everything. Like, let's see what happens. Fuck yeah. it, right? see all the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was fucking with a bass noise, which I ended up just using as, like, kind of the, the, the tops for a bass noise. And it'll probably get thrown in the garbage at the end of the day. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I have, like, uh, multiple delays doing, like, basically Haas effect. 
on it nice. like yeah. stacked Let's and like reversed <laughs> and and shit so it's just like yeah. it's like yeah. all phasing out crazy yeah. and shit right yeah yeah, we'll it's see. Probably it's, cool it's, trying, it's trying to be techno, so I'm trying to like make it <laughs> toward that direction, you know. <laughs> and it it does do a good job of it. Although I don't know if it's gonna mm. work. I'm not. Well, well, well yeah. hazy on it though. But stack that shit. Why not? Stack it. I just saw Vapor Cruise's question. Okay, so about, wait, wait, wait. Oh, uh, what? Before we get to you, Vapor Cruise, I'm sorry. I've been holding yeah. the question in the bank before you asked it, and I want to just bring it up real fast. Um. So what we were talking about? Yeah. Something brought it to my attention that like clipping I think is only possible digitally and analogically right okay. right do you think it is it possible to clip like in real space we were talking earlier about like hmm. a sub is like a 30 foot wave hmm. if you pushed it hard enough in a tiny room would it start to clip <laughs> But it starts to just like naturally. That's an thought. I know, right? Um, yeah, fucking. Huh. One of you like said something, and I thought about that, and I was like, <gasps> I mean, you have to add harmonics. You have to add harmonics, Caleb. We want Does your that input on this. Does that happen in the also. natural world? Do, do harmonics ever get added? I mean, I don't know. I feel like like feel phase like no. cancellation happens in the natural world, phase and maybe happens. in the perfect situation, the the cancellation will line up, and it'll. But no, it doesn't create new harmonics. It just stacks them. In, unless you find a way to clip it naturally. Yeah. Which, as far as I know, it doesn't exist. Did you Did you hear the question, Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in theory, I feel like that makes sense, though. Yeah. Unless, is this something we can only literally do through technology? Is this some weird, fucked up, unnatural Maybe. thing we're actually doing with sound? Clipping it? Here's a related Most- question. Can you do that with your voice? Can you... Can do singers effectively clip their voice when they're mm. singing a certain way opposed I would say to other n- ways? I would say no, because their vocal cords give out before they could do it. <laughs> our, our body just can't handle it, so the cords, the vocal yeah, cords. Yeah, I'm trying like, to think <laughs> of how you would clip in uh, physical space, right? Yeah. So, so we were saying if you take like just a sub and boost it loud as fuck in a tiny room, like would the room itself just start to? compress the waveform like would it just fucking i mean distance i don't even I don't distance know. Mm. will compress a signal right distance compresses so, a signal okay yeah. so that's hmm. a so start. A, a, a sound yeah. that's coming from very far away will have a lot less high end and uh less dynamic the, range. the low end carries better yeah low end carries. so it kind of <laughs> compresses it and that's um, all volume pulls like high stuff. end out yeah, but if that's it not really that's one step towards clipping. It kind of mm-hmm. is, but it's a it's a super soft clip. Yeah, I mean, I get. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Actually, that is a good. Maybe it is clipping because I w- I was thinking that's effectively compression, but I think you are losing those frequencies. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Are those the loudest frequencies? Because that's what clipping mm. is removing. Uh, yeah. Caleb thinks he's answering the question. I think. The clipping, I read it, Caleb, but I didn't understand. The clipping is <laughs> it going past what the speaker can represent. The clipping is it going past what the oh, speaker so can represent. Oh, I mean, that's what the speaker can, can, can... Yeah, a speaker can create clipping. Yeah, so so it's only possible through technology. It doesn't happen naturally. That's weird. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. Well, it would happen with your voice. You think it would? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yell. 
A, a square wave yell. A scream is kind of a clipped out. We should. We vocal, should test. Right? I mean, yeah, it's it, you effectively have distortion in your voice. Yeah, yeah, your we, voice is distorting in that situation. Yeah, yeah. we should look at the waveform of like a screamo vocalist. Like yeah. if we could just get a dry sample, see if it's actually like right. rounding off at the top a little bit. Because it wouldn't be. There's no way it's hard clipped. It's a very soft. Maybe yeah. we get a little flat. Yeah, yeah. Imagine we it would be hard. Cause oh be yeah, like, no. If you if you like recorded someone screaming at the top of their lungs, uh, a consistent scream, it would be flat. You know, because they're only going to get so yeah. loud. Right. Yeah. There'll it'll, be a it'll transient, be perhaps, at some point, but like it'll be there will be a maximum that they get to. But yeah. do you think like so? What is, is it the throat then that's clipping the voice coming out at that point? Yeah, I guess so. Kind Your of. vocal cords, however, arranging however vocal cords work, <laughs> yeah. yeah, somewhere in that area. Yeah, the, so the analog okay. clipper or the the biological clipper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, Bio I mean, clip. clipping is a thing that ha- occurs naturally in the physical world, and then we've faked it in the computer. In all reality, the like Caleb saying the speaker or. Perhaps it's a transistor or mm. it's a uh, whatever. It's like some piece of equipment that something, some audio is going through physically mm. that goes beyond what it's capable of doing. And mm. then it starts to fuck it up. See, I don't. Huh. I don't is distorts. your voice clipping when you lose your voice and you try to talk? <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Or are you just over over compressed or over distorted? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? I feel like I'm still not on board with clipping happens naturally. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not totally convinced. Yeah. We'd have to run some experiments. We would have to. We should definitely <laughs> to- run some experiments. I'm not totally convinced it matters at all. <laughs> it doesn't. To be honest. It doesn't. In the but long run, nothing matters. This is matters, the producer but... lounge, so <laughs> yeah. we tackled the we... hard questions. <laughs> Let's go. Like Vapor Cruise's question, which is yeah. lost in the chat. Where is it? Yeah. yeah. No. What is it? That is a good point. It, you... Uh, they were worried about um, multiband clipping on the master, and they don't like to do um, multiband stuff. Oh, the there's phasing on yeah. uh, crossover. Vapor yeah. Cruise, thank you for your patience. I'm That's sorry. a great yeah, sorry, derail yeah, we're you, getting but... back to it 20 minutes later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with using multiband on my master and on my buses. I think um, I I always whenever I'm bouncing to audio, I always use oversampling, which I think. Caleb mentioned so like that's gonna that's gonna help with the audio quality and that's one of the reasons why I like the that Kazarog K-Clip 3 thing because it has up to 32 times uh oversampling so that's a lot um Mm -hmm. and so that's gonna help um there's probably still gonna be some phase stuff caused by the cutoffs and the multi-bands but I don't know I I find in my experience, I feel like most modern plugins, like the high high quality ones, they're like good enough that you don't really notice much of a difference. So you're gonna really notice phasing issues in the low end, right? Um, that's yeah. kind of where the phasing hits you hard, unless right. there's like insane amounts of phasing happening in the high end. But like, yeah, uh, wherever that cutoff is uh, or the crossover is between. Uh, w- I, I don't know. What what do you think your crossover is like on the high end? Is it like 3K, 6, 4K, or is it like 1 or 900 or um, something like that? I think on the last time I was using it, it was around like 2,000-ish. Okay. 
in front, uh, or in, there was like a middle band that cut off there, and I think everything else was above that. Yeah, really mm-hmm. hard range to hear minute phasing things. Yeah, you know, like you're phasing. If you if you had a cut a crossover going at like a hundred, yeah, eight hundred or eighty. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, you could point. really fuck with the, like the, because the that low end, the big sweeping sign portion of your waveform, um, is gonna get destroyed if you have some kind of crossover happening down low. Yeah. But like up high, not not such a big deal. The higher you go, the easier it is yeah. for the phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I issues. Usually, I usually don't when I am doing multi band in like a mixing or mastering setting. I do. I don't usually like to have a crossover any lower than like 200 ish. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's, yeah that yeah. seems pretty safe I would do the in same. my experience. Yeah. But yeah, I, w- I definitely would avoid having a crossover at like 80 hertz or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the oversampling wouldn't help with uh, phasing, it would help with, yeah, the fullback distortion. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Vapor Cruise knows. Yeah. Vapor Cruise got some fucking. He's got some he's knowledge. Got some skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. Got some skills. He's actually asking the good questions over Let's here. Go. Yeah, totally. Let's yeah. That's why you're here. That's why you're <laughs> you here, know? Vapor Cruise. We gotta have the, gotta have the outside knowledge coming in here. Yeah. Fact check us once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, you don't need to do a lot of multiband on your master. If you did a yeah. bunch of it, probably you'd start to notice something. Like, if you stack multiband like over and over then you get right. a disperser essentially yeah yeah, yeah or exactly. whatever that shit's totally. called exactly um but yeah one's not gonna do much yeah i think that's probably fine yeah yeah i usually i'll sometimes i'll use multi-band compression on the master but yeah mm. i just like yeah, i'm just mindful of where where the cutoffs yeah are. i'll do a little multi-band compression on the master that's a common thing to do too yeah, yeah major totally. major mastering engineers do that all the time it's yeah. like actually a staple yeah, and right. a lot of those guys. Yeah, right. But Shit. then, like you said, I'm not. I'll I'll use that like once. I don't use that like five times right. throughout. The <laughs> right. Chain. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You'll be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boys, we hit the mark. We did. Any last, uh, any last little gems you'd like to provide mm. unto the people before we go? I kind of I kind of want to share going with the vapor crew. Oh, what's I kind of want I want to share one other thing that I I, I noticed the other day. Let's yes, go. Um, Let's do it. Which I kinda, I mentioned to you in the driveway too. But um, one really cool thing that you can use to double check like has a, like a sanity check for mixing. Like one of the tracks that I was mixing down recently it was a sanity uh, check. Yeah, I, actually, though. <laughs> I love um, it. I, my my mix just wasn't sounding oh, right, 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 and I couldn't figure out why. And so I was like, it was my the drum and bass song I'm working on. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like throw in a uh, like a noisia song because I think they they're they sound pristine and see what's going what's different with it. And instead of just comparing it with like a spectrum analyzer, I used um, Pro Q3 Fab Filter Pro Q3. They have oh a, yeah yeah they have an EQ match thing where basically you can feed in a side chained song. It's not actually side chaining anything. It's just feeding into the plugin. And then it reads the frequency response of that song, and then it applies the appropriate EQ to whatever you have the EQ on. I had it on my master for my song um, to make it sound like that reference song. Mm-hmm. And so that's another way to like visually see like what the heck am I? Where am I going wrong with my mix down? 
And it turns out it would just boosted the crap out of my high end. Um, <laughs> everything from like 600 hertz up, it was just like a shelf basically, like boosting like 15 decibels. Or so. It was kind of insane. I didn't end up boosting it that much. Um, yeah, 15 decibels. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, that filter, so that's a up lot. There. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, but that was like a nice aha moment of like, oh, I just need to do a shelf EQ and that's it. And it makes sense because I was trying to control my harshness in that mix. Um, so I was bringing down the high end a lot. And so I just stopped doing that and it sounded really good. It still kind of so- sounded kind of, um, uh, harsh. And so I did another trick that I like doing. You guys probably do this all the time is you take an EQ on your master or your mic, whatever you're mixing, and then you take a bell EQ, and then you boost it, like, like 20 decibels a lot, and then have, like, a relatively narrow Q, and then just cycle it through the different frequency range. Specifically, or the harshness tends to be from, like, I think, like, 2,000 to up to, like, 10,000-ish. I feel like that's the problem area. Mm-hmm. But just cycle it through there, and then wherever it just hurts your ears, it just sounds really bad. Mm-hmm. pick that spot and then cut that area yeah a little and bit. yeah yeah and so I, yeah and that's exactly that's all i had to do after i boost everything a ton like all that time i was trying to control the harshness i just had to cut like eight thousand hertz by like four decibels or something right and, and right, it was right, fine right. after that yeah so it was like and i was bashing my head against that for a while yeah and so <laughs> Like, I don't know. I think I I want to put that out there to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of in a weird place with their with their mixing. Just try yeah. using an EQ match or try using some other tool besides like a spectrum analyzer or something to compare to a reference track cuz sometimes you need to look at it a different way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the that trick, the old pretty thin bell mm. pushed up, boosted up. I feel like that's a classic. Surfing around. It's a total classic. It yeah. is deceiving at sometimes. Can be. Mm. Um, like it's really nice, especially nice in like a um singular track setting where mm. it's like, I got my hi hats. Let me surf around and find the little frequencies that are kind of harsh. And then even at that, it could be a little deceiving because Sometimes those little harsh ones are the ones that are poking through good, mm. you know, yeah. in the track, and they make it sound loud, whereas you pull them out, and all of a sudden, it kind of sounds like a little bit more muffled mm-hmm. yeah. all of a sudden, because you get a lot of presence in those right. 2K to 6K area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We talk about the the 4K thing a lot, where mm. yeah. you pull down 4K a little The 4K seems to kind of like it's like almost like it muddies up the high end mm, um it's weirdly like a nice spot to kind of pull down on and just test out and then you can boost a little bit after it and it'll all of a sudden sound a little bit more clear mm. in a way but um yeah you got to be careful with those like sweep around just pull things out because if you're not careful mm. you're just going to pull a bunch of good shit out yeah but that's kind of uh, what I was doing before the EQ match thing. And I was right. like, oh, I just need everything on the high end louder. And then just right. this one little part. Take out that really sensitive Oh, there section. you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which, yeah. boosting in an EQ, here's a way I've, yeah, there's, uh, there's, it's been explained to me in yeah. sometimes is like, if you boost in an EQ, you're adding um, kind of like release on a synth. Um, 
And if you dip, you're kind of like taking away decay, right? So you're adding mm. ring by boosting and you're pulling away ring by dipping. Oh, I've never thought about that yeah. with the dipping. So I, thought- I try to dip if I can instead of boost. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm... Um, if I if I feel like I need more high end, I will usually pull down on a shelf on the low side of things rather than push up on a shelf on the high side of things. I don't know if that even is like I'm not saying this is like fucking law or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually have like a good proof of all this, but um it's just the way I do it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have heard people say some some people at least a while ago I, I haven't I don't know about anymore. Right. But I used to see a lot of people saying never never, never boost, boost when you're mixing or mastering like that. I don't even remember what it is, but it causes some bad stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. But then I like kept looking into it and I saw some like pretty prominent producers who have really good sound and stuff that say like yeah I boost stuff all the time and it's like not a huge deal. Yeah, like totally. as long I think as long as you know what you're doing, I think that's what it all comes down to. And like if mm-hmm. it, if mm-hmm. you're able to tell that it still sounds the way that you want it to sound, then it's not necessarily a hard and fast rule, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my philosophy. Definitely it, just do it if it sounds good. Right. Once again, always. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i not saying I don't boost, um, but usually if, if I need it to be more, if there needs to be more high end in my tune hmm. than doing a low shelf... Because I know all I need to do is push it into a limiter a little bit more hard. Mm. And I can get that high end to show up a little bit more clearly. Like I'll have a like an EQ, like a Q3 mm. with a dynamic, um, like compressing down on my high end quite a bit. And then pull mm. it up. I'll boost it up from there as well. So I compress it and pull and push it up at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. usually less up than it is compressed, but it still gives you a little bit yeah. more like um presence in that. Yeah. Or and then also I'll have like a low shelf happening, pushing down on the low end and then mm-hmm. pushing that into some sort of clipping or saturation or compression or something yeah. mm-hmm. to bring that low end back in cuz uh like we were talking about earlier, <laughs> that low end does not want to get saturated as hard mm. as everything else does. So if you push down on the low end and then push it into clipping, then the low end still doesn't get clipped because it's the loudest things that get clipped. Mm. So you can pull down on low end and then uh, push into a clipper that way, and then your low end will come back up to zero, and then everything is still flat again. Mm. Um which is like yeah. a tricky little balance to try and figure <laughs> out. It is. No. Was, it's right. so fucking annoying. I was just thinking about why <laughs> so hard. I chose to boost instead of doing it the what you're talking about. Right. And I think it's literally just being lazy because because <laughs> your sub takes up more headroom than anything else. Mm-hmm. So like like pushing the sub into the limiter an extra two decibels is gonna be a lot harder for it to do that than to push the high end an extra two decibels. Mm-hmm. And so. In that song, I already had my sub in a plate hitting like where I wanted it to, and so right. I didn't want to fuck with it. I don't I know think. if it really makes much of a difference. Kind of feels like it's doing the same thing. If it's a shelf yeah, up the highs or pull the lows down and maybe. then push into, I need the, to try it. I'm gonna try yeah. it and see if it 
I don't, ends up being yeah, finicky. I'm not honestly completely stuck to my idea on this. Yeah. We got it's just the way I've either. been doing yeah. it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which started, by the way, from Austin bringing up the Subtronics. Subtronics. I know. This, that's ah. when this all started, huh? It did. Yeah. It did. What was yeah. that? Great. I love that you remember Subtronics that. Subtronics <laughs> would pull down his low end and then push into a clipper. And then push his low end back up a little yeah, bit after. on the master. Just hard, huh. yeah, shelf it, master. Oh, saturate the actually... fuck out of the mids and highs, and then bring it back, yeah. 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 And then, I mean, yeah, yeah since that day. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I'm doing with the multiband yeah. clipping, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you're yeah. just taking yeah. it and yeah. doing that with exactly. it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Fascinating. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Subtronics. You, he sent us <laughs> a whole tangent a year ago, yeah. He knows. Oh, yeah. The people listening to the podcast are so bored. They're like, we've heard this so many times. I know, right? Can you guys talk about something besides clipping? <laughs> no, you clip <laughs> your shit. <laughs> clip it. <laughs> All right, let's be done. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was a cool. banger episode. Yeah. That was great. I mean, we had oh, a little yeah, bit of a rusty was... start, but <laughs> we made up for it with it all the knowledge. Uh, they don't know that. On. Yeah. <laughs> At okay, least what's Starty uh, talking about? Yeah. It was smooth, man. It was YouTube has smooth. no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's just the normal up yeah, normal start. There's like some applause. There's the mer. <laughs> 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 um, uh, thank you everyone for cool. being here. Vapor Cruise, you're a goddamn legend. Yeah. Uh, we had a first timer in chat, uh four hundred Janzine Rive. Oh yeah, he never is in chat. <laughs> Janzine Rive. Uh, thank is. you for being here. You yeah. can uh I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Always400.com for all the links and the good stuff. Hit the like button. Hit the notification button. Hit the fucking uh, sub. Um, all the stuff. Check out our TikTok. Do all the things that drive more people to the videos and the <laughs> things. We need more people to know about this or else we're just talking to the wind. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just where give us your word of mouth. Anyway. We do not put money into <laughs> ads and bullshit because nah. we're giving you actual good shit. Yep, slow burn, genuine flow method. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's how it goes. That's how we do it. Ay 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 ay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>